I want to give a special shout out to the team at CastSource. They have made my dreams come true for this podcast and they can make yours as well. If you have any aspirations of hosting your own podcast, talk to my guy, Eric. You can find him on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz, K-A-Z. He is all about giving people a platform and letting their voice be heard. So reach out and you won't regret it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to From the Players Podcast, where I am here for all of you past, present, and future players. This is a place where we keep it real and hear from athletes on who they are beneath the jersey and off the field. Without further ado, I am Sydney Supley. I am your host. From the Players is presented by Sports Entrepreneur and part of the Cast Source Podcast Network. Welcome back to From the Players. I am so excited to introduce you to our very special guest today. We have Florida State's very own Hallie Waykazer, who is a redshirt sophomore and was just recently named ACC Player of the Week at the beginning of this month. Hallie, congrats on an incredible season so far. Your team just claimed the ACC regular season championship, tournament championship, and now just punched their ticket to the Super Regionals. How are you feeling? It has been such an exciting season for you guys. It's been super exciting. We're feeling awesome. Crazy regular season, playing Clemson and Duke and some of those really hard teams away. But obviously this last weekend was pretty special and we're just super excited. So I cannot even imagine your emotions these last 24 hours. I know I have felt it for myself. I think regionals is like one of the toughest times of the year. I mean, we saw upsets. I mean, I don't think anyone ever expected UCLA, like down goes number two, Washington almost got beat last night. Like describe how hard it is to win a regional. Regionals is very tough. I mean, I think it's one of the toughest weekends of the year for sure. And I know last year us getting upset at home versus Mississippi State, that added another pressure to it. But I don't know. Regionals is tough. And we just knew we had to like play one pitch softball. And I know they had us in the first game, but we ended up pulling through. So yeah, regionals, I can't even explain enough. I know you like work all season for that moment, but it was pretty special. Absolutely. And I mean, to go down game one, right? Like you guys, you have to be beat twice. How hard was it to kind of like get your minds right, try to clear that game? You probably had 30 to an hour in between games to put that one away and then just try to find that confidence to attack game two. Yeah, I think we had a pretty good mindset and game plan going into game two. I know the feeling was very different from last year. I know last year we were definitely feeling the pressure, but since a lot of us have been there before, we knew how to respond to that. And we knew what we had to do. We just had to be aggressive and come out of the gates early. And we had Kat in the circle, which also gives you some sort of confidence too. And she pitched amazing, obviously a perfect game. But yeah, I think our mindset was great. We were ready. There was a rain delay in the middle of it too. And the spirits were up. We were very confident. We just knew we had to play Florida State softball. I love that. And when you say like Florida State softball, like I'm curious, how do you guys like define that as a team? Like, I know you mentioned like aggressive, but like, what do you feel like is truly your team's identity this season? I would say we're very gritty. We run the bases really hard. I think what's cool about this team is that we don't know who's going to show up which game, but our lineup, like it could be anyone. So we just know that if we play one pitch softball, we stay in it and just 
not winning the highs, like don't get too high and not get too low and just stay in it. And we know that like with our talent and what we can do that it normally works out pretty well, but yeah. So Florida State softball, being aggressive on the bases, scoring runs, doing what we do. So I think what you said is so like valuable, especially like when you get to this level in postseason is like the teams that really make it to the end. We say this like as our own team, Northwestern program, like each game can have a different hero. And I think like that's like such a special part about the game because it's like one day someone could come out and just be hot or get the game winning hit. And when like the championship teams, the teams I feel like make it this far is when they have, like you said, like a full bench roster, like one through however many 20 players like are able to be those heroes in different moments. And that's what makes it so special. I know it is crazy. Like you think back about some of the games we've had this year, it's been all different players. And I think in the past we've had like one or two people in our lineup that always came up, but now we have eight or nine individuals who can like make a difference in the game, which is pretty special. So yeah, I agree with that completely. (laughs) It's a team sport through and through. But I'm curious, you mentioned a little bit, I know last season ended kind of on a really sour note. How were you guys able to kind of use that feeling as motivation throughout the off season and coming into this season? You know, you're veterans now, you're more experienced. How have you used that to kind of come out on the other side and be an even better team this year? Yeah, and I think our coaches did a really good job because the moment we stepped on campus in the fall, we talked about what happened. We didn't sweep it under the rug. And I know in our extra interviews, we talked about it a little bit, but we really tried to address. And I think last year, obviously, we won a lot of games and it masked some of the stuff we could have worked on or little things like that. Yeah, I just think addressing in the fall and really working towards that and playing honestly one pitch softball has been the biggest difference for us. And it doesn't matter if you're 0 for 5, 5 for 5, like the next pitch can be the difference in the game and you have to stay in it through and through. So I think our coaches have done a great job, like allowing us to fail, but also helping us learn from those moments. I love that. And you guys have such a special program and just I want to say a fan base too. I think one of the coolest tweets I saw throughout this, you know, regional weekend was it was a video of literally fans, I think a mile long outside your guys' stadium (laughs) at like 620. First of all, like when did your game even start? We didn't start till 11 that day, but the fans have been getting there like three, four hours before just to get like waiting in line. But then we have fans in the parking garage, like parking their cars because they can see the field perfectly. And they're all sitting out there tailgating, whatnot. But yeah, it's insane. That is amazing. Like, what is that like to play in that type of environment every weekend? No, it is pretty special. I know coach always talks about just building the program and like all the people before us who have made this what it is today. And it's pretty special. I know we do a lot of like booster events and going out in the community and just like making those connections. So it's awesome seeing everyone coming out and supporting us, especially a weekend like this last weekend, because they were loud, they were in it the whole time. And I think that gave us the momentum to complete the last couple of games. For sure. No, that is just so incredible. And just to kind of see videos like that, like warms my heart to see like how much our sport is growing. At like such a rapid pace. I mean, you know, obviously we grew up playing like travel ball together and softball was like huge at that time. But you look at like where it is now, like I feel like every year it's just getting bigger and bigger audiences and families. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And like even we went and ate dinner after the game and 
softball's on like every TV, ESPN, yes. everywhere. I'm like, every game's getting recorded or televised, which is awesome. And I'm like, just grateful for that. So my family from all parts of the country are able to watch me play, even if they can't watch me in person. So that's awesome. Oh, that's the best feeling. So you guys are headed to Super Regionals. Yes. You're hosting Georgia. How are you feeling about that? What are kind of like the initial thoughts on this matchup? We're excited. We haven't played Georgia in a couple of years, which is interesting. And it's going to be fun, like seeing, you know, our game plans and like matchups and stuff like that. They obviously are like a really good hitting team, lots of power. We have a really good pitching staff. So that would be fun. I know our coach loves doing matchups and just seeing like pitchers tendencies and Mm -hmm. we play a lot of shifts and stuff like that. So it's going to be a lot and it's going to be like a cat and mouse game, which I'm excited for. Because we didn't obviously didn't play in Supers last year, but we played LSU the year before, and I registered that year. But it was fun seeing like all your game plans and matchups like come to light and seeing how that all plays out. So I'm excited. I think it's so neat once you get to Supers how it becomes like a three game series, mm-hmm. which I love because it's like you said, it's like the cat and mouse game where all of a sudden you know you win game one, well you know the team's gonna come at you with such a different game plan game two, and you can just like never relax you always have to be on your toes win or loss and it just makes for such an exciting battle especially at this point in the season I feel like every team is so talented and so evenly matched in some ways I agree yeah for sure it's gonna be fun I'm excited like we have practice in the next two days and just trying to you know get our machines going seeing what we can do but I'm super excited like I haven't been able to play in a super so and the three game series in the supers will be fun too so I don't know. I'm super excited. Like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it is. It's such an undescribable feeling. I completely can relate to that. You still like pinch yourself. You're like, I'm living <laughs> out this dream that I always thought about when I was a little girl. Incredible. Like we used to be those people turning on those TVs and now people are watching us. I know. Insane. It's amazing. And I want to talk a little bit about your journey, like your own personal journey. I know you mentioned you redshirt your freshman year, kind of. Yes. How were you able to get through that? I'm sure it was very challenging at times. Yeah, no. So I came in as a freshman and the first week of practice, I tore my ACL, which was crazy because we played together and we've been committed for three to four years up to that point. And you're dreaming about that moment. Then you get there and you get hurt. And obviously it was super tough and it was hard on me for sure. But I do think it's made me the person I am today and made me stronger. I know coming back last year was like my first year I was able to play. I didn't realize how challenging, not only physically it is coming back, but like mentally, especially at the plate, like getting your confidence and all that. But my coaches, they talked to me, they were there for me. And I decided to go play summer ball at the summer league in Florida, which I thought was like the best thing for me because I was able to get consistent at bats, gain some confidence. And just honestly, in my knee, which is what I needed, like, I didn't realize it was going to be so hard coming back from that. And then I had a great summer, great fall. And then I worked my way in the lineup this spring, which is awesome. So, yeah. Well, it was no surprise for me to see your name in the lineup. I will say I've been watching you hit mom since we were like 15 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy how fast time is flying. Right. I mean... There are so many people who go through injuries, especially I feel like knee injuries, being a woman. And for anyone listening, like I'm kind of wondering if you have any advice of like, you know, you talk about that mental side of it. Like, how are you able to gain it back? Like, what are some lessons or, you know, maybe someone's struggling with it right now? That's something 
you can kind of like a message to be like, you're not alone. Like, I understand what you're going through, but you're going to get through it. There's another side of it. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And I think last year I was waiting for it to like, I knew what I could do before my injury. And I think I was just waiting for it to all come back. And I was like, shoot, you know, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Like it's not coming back. I'm not having the power I did vice versa. But I just think like, you know, the type of player you are, you know what you can do and to just trust the process, honestly. And I think like surround yourself with a supportive friend group, supportive coaches who will be there for you, I think makes the biggest difference. But I do think going and playing the summer league and just getting at bats and like kind of getting away from, you know, college softball is obviously yes. super hard. The best pitchers you're facing day in, day out. I think that was really big for me just because I could play free and be like myself, kind of like how we were in travel ball. So that was awesome. But yeah, you're not alone. I think my parents were a big part in being there for me, reminding me like just how good I am and not to lose confidence in myself. So yeah, I would say that just so having a good supportive group around you. I'm so curious about this summer league because I feel like that's something that's really taken off in the past like two to three years. You see a lot of players you know, not even just injury, but ones who just like want to go compete in the summer, train on their craft and kind of like, what were some of like the fun aspects of it? I know you said, you know, it's not like college softball where I feel like you're still facing a lot of those similar college level pitchers, but it's so different because they're not being viewed on ESPN. Like you said, it's this freeing experience. You're kind of just going out to play in front of your family and friends. Right. It was awesome. We actually had like four or five of us down there, which made it super fun because we were able to do our workouts together. And I know like when we're not playing, you can go to the beach, do different things, which is fun. So you're still like getting that competitive, like in game at bats and stuff like that. And you're facing a lot of the girls you do play in college. But I think for me, I just was putting so much pressure on myself. And I kind of went in a downward spiral when I like my freshman year or redshirt freshman year and that just allowed me to be like it doesn't matter if you go oh for the whole season like you're just out there trying to get better and have fun and I think I lost the joy in softball my first year and that helped me get it back and I've never had more fun playing softball than I do right now which is awesome because I think if you had asked me this time last year I was not living softball. I didn't know the type of player I was. So it's nice to finally get like my, I guess, spark back. But yeah. I love hearing that. And it's so true. <laughs> like we are, there's so many pressures and expectations put on like as just athletes at the highest level, you know, between like the fan bases and the rankings and coaches and outside sources. But I think honestly, the most dangerous one is like our own internal voice. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I know like we're similar in this way. Like you don't get to this level of you're not your harshest critic and you want to do everything you can to get to the very top. How are you able to internally take that pressure off yourself? Because that's something I know I went through in my own journey as well of just like having this almost perfectionist mindset that, you know, I had to do everything right or it wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. I think after my first year and after thinking back on last season, I just wanted to go through the year without any regrets. I think I regretted a lot of things last year and, you know, I was so hard on myself or I let myself get in my own way. And we actually hired a mental performance coach 
this fall and she's been amazing for me. She played at FSU Ellie Cooper. You know Ellie. Yes. Oh my goodness. What an incredible woman. Shout out to her. That is so cool she's doing that. She was <laughs> such an amazing player. Oh yeah. So she's been helping me this whole fall. We've started in the fall and just really working on like no regrets, go out there, compete, just have fun. And whatever happens, happens. And I think last year I was letting pressure my own expectations of what I should be, like get in the way and I wasn't able to play. So she's been there for me, helps remind me, like just working with me and I kind of be more grateful for her. So yeah. <laughs> I love hearing when other programs really just like value mental health and having those performance coaches because it's so huge. And it's what you said about fun. It's like, we have to remind ourselves like why we started playing this game in the very first place was because we had fun with it. And it's like, how to still find those little joys in the game? Are there any exercises that she has kind of given you that have helped you be able to get to that point that maybe you, you talk yourself through if you feel those negative thoughts creep in your head in a game or post game? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to avoid having any of those thoughts. But I think what we really have worked on is like routines and having like before you get in the box, like having a routine, like taking a breath, like if you get anxious before you're about to hit or especially after you fail, like having a release routine has been really big for me. Like, I know if I get out, I'll go into the dugout, I'll take a second, I'll take the Powerade cup, I'll drink it and then I'll crush it. And then at the end of that, like I have to let it go. And I think last year I let things linger a lot. I DH'd more last year than mm -hmm. playing in the field this year. And DH is a very hard position. Let me tell you, it it's overlooked, but I also DH last year. And that I think is one of the mentally most challenging positions ever because you don't get to go on the field and clear your mind. You're sitting there waiting for your next at bat. <laughs> right. And I think between DHing and pinch hitting, those two combated together. Like, I just think I let things linger and I would just sit there and think about my bats over and over again. And Ellie, she had me come up with a release routine and I think that's helped a lot. So yeah. And then we also like you create a highlight video. So some of your best performances or we'll do visualization, which helps too. So I meet with her every week and we kind of just talk about what I did well this weekend, what I could do better and kind of put a plan for the next week on how I want to approach it or what mindset I want to have. So that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just visioning, like drinking the Powerade, crushing it and letting it go, kind of like crushing those thoughts. And, mm -hmm. and that's so huge and important. And are other girls on your team also kind of using the similar resources? Like it's something that's very like a priority to your program? Yes. I mean, I think all the girls have access to work with Ellie. She's at our practices every day. She's very involved with us. And then we also use some of the other performance coaches too, like Brian Kane and Dr. Tom. They're two other mental performance coaches that like, if you connect with Ellie, you go to her. If you connect with Kane or you go to him. So it's pretty cool. It's like you kind of get to choose what you want to do, but they do value it a lot. And I know like even in our practices, we'll have meetings beforehand talking about mental performance or what we could do better as a team. So we're not only getting the individual work, we're also working on it as a team, which has been a big stepping stone for our team this year. That's amazing. And so often mental health kind of gets this bad rep. You know, it's a bad stigma because as athletes, we're taught we should push through anything. You know, we're taught that when you feel pain, it's like push through it. It's just going to make you stronger and you're just going to learn from it. And there's times for pushing through, but there's also times when you have to realize like, I need help or I need guidance. 
And I love that your team has kind of squashed that, but like, what could you say to athletes who maybe want to reach out and get help, but are worried about that stigma or worried about coming across as weak? How can you tell them like actually being vulnerable is the biggest strength you could possibly have? I didn't want to go to anyone about anything. And I know I was like trying to show that I was strong and that I didn't really need other people to help me get through it. And I think that was like my biggest mistake. I know Coach has really worked with me on like being more external and like at least just say what you're feeling versus trying to internalize everything. Like people don't know what I'm thinking. Like I can internalize things pretty good. So mm-hmm. she's really challenged me to get out of my comfort zone and like be external, like open up. And I think that's been the biggest difference. I know talking to Ellie, that's like a big thing for me because I'm able to voice what I'm thinking and then she can give me guidance on that. But yeah, don't be afraid to open up and tell people how you really feel because like they truly don't know. They could not know what you're going through. So I think that's been the biggest thing because someone can help you. And if you don't open up, you never know. And people want to help. Even like you think about being on a team, like you want to help every single one of your teammates or other athletes. Like when people come to you, like at least when people come to me, like I'm almost excited because it's that level of trust and relationship you get to build with a person, which is so special. It is. It is very special. I know I have a couple of my teammates I go to too. And you're like, oh, I've been through that. I can help you. Or, hey, have you talked to this person? They can help you too. But yeah, having those resources is awesome. And I think our team and our coaches have done a good job, like allowing us to be vulnerable with each other. It's amazing. And it shows in your play when you see success on the field is because you know that you guys are doing that work off the field. And I'm curious kind of now in you DH, you pinched it last year, but like you said, this season, you really worked your way in the lineup and you've seen tremendous success. You know, you're hitting over 300. You were just named ACC, you know, player of the week in the beginning of this month. Like you're absolutely killing it. And kind of what are some of the lessons you feel like you've learned specifically in this season that has allowed for your success? Yeah, I just learned to trust my abilities. I think when I start questioning myself and wondering like, oh, am I good enough? That's when I can play more timid and not be aggressive. Like, and I also just learned like I can get through anything. Like I know in the beginning of the season, I was pinch hitting a lot. And obviously that's super hard. Anyone who's pinch hit like knows that's like the hardest thing you can do. A flip switched with me where I was just so determined. And I was like, I'm going to go out there, do what I can do. Like who cares of the result? Just go out there. And I just want to leave it all out there. I didn't want to regret anything. And I think that has shown in how I've played this year. And I I just try to put my all myself out there. So I think that's been the biggest thing. And what I've learned about myself is like, I really can get through anything and come out on the other side. So such a valuable message. And when you talk about, you know, you're like, whatever happens, happens. And then you go home, like, what are other things you do throughout your day to day or even your life that like, brings you joy kind of that maybe takes your mind off of softball for a little bit until you got to go back to the field again? Well, definitely, you know, watching the TV shows with my friends and I love to read. So I know a couple of girls on our team, we have like a book club and we pass books around and we're always oh, reading. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Just doing things like that, hanging with friends, reading, I'm a big family person, just talking to my family. It doesn't even have to be about sports, just things in general. So yeah. And then I got a puppy this last year. So he's been around running around. So, <laughs> oh, I need to hear more about the puppy. What type of puppy is it? He is a cavapoo. Oh, my goodness. A miniature cavapoo. And his name's Dansby after Dansby Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. He's been awesome. And 
I don't know. Sometimes it's nice just coming home and no matter good or bad, you have a little puppy running around, like doesn't care what you do at the softball field. He just comes around and has fun. So yeah. Dogs are the best type of just therapy. <laughs> They'll just love you no matter what. Right, right. I know. I was telling my parents that I was like, oh, I really need a dog. And especially after last year. So, and then this fall, he was awesome. Just like bringing me joy and everything. But I know a lot of our girls on our team actually have dogs or cats, which is weird because I know sometimes college like athletes don't have pets just because our schedules are so crazy. But our managers actually like will dog sit them or watch over them when we're gone. So a lot of girls have wow <laughs> gotten into that. But yeah. Oh, that is such a perfect way to be able to handle that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they're amazing. Our managers have helped us out. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Your managers, that's on a different level. <laughs> when we went to the World Series, last year, they actually brought in dogs. Like it was local dogs from Oklahoma. Uh They were like, we have a surprise meeting. And we're like, what is this? And all of a sudden there was all these labs, little dogs, like any dog you can imagine. And we were just so filled with joy. It was amazing. Yeah, no, no, that sounds awesome. Yeah, the World Series is pretty great. When we went, it was during COVID. So things were a little bit different. But yeah, they brought dogs in there. Our team would go crazy because we're upset. (laughs) 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 I wanted to talk to you actually a little bit more about that is, you know, going to the World Series is something only very few people have experienced. And even some of the very best softball players to ever play the game haven't been able to play on that stage. And there really is something that is so just undescribable about the fan base, but even just the feeling of that field and the atmosphere and understanding that you're one of eight teams that has made it this far to be able to compete for a national championship. And it is so special and it leaves me lost for words. How was that whole experience for you and your team? It was very crazy. I, You know, you dream about it since you're little. And I know I, like being from Arkansas, I would go to the World Series almost every year. And I went and watched for say win their national championship too, which was crazy. Oh, such a full circle moment. It was kind of cool. Like I didn't get to, play necessarily but just getting to watch it like I was on the inside but also from the outside like how cool this really is and like the moments and the memories you make it was pretty special I mean it was crazy I know playing Oklahoma in the championship series like come on like that's insane like the crowd everything it was so loud we had like 200 fans and they had like the rest of the stadium which is crazy but yeah that was pretty special I don't even know what to say like it was just crazy I don't know. Insane. (laughs) Did you almost feel like, because this is kind of how we felt, like so much was going on. You almost couldn't even like, you were trying to be present, but it wasn't until like a few days after you were like, wow, because you were trying to take it all in, but it was so much to take in too. No, I agree completely. We lost our first game. So we were in the loser's bracket and I remember we played the, that was when we played the game at like midnight. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I remember I stayed up for that. Yeah, because we were up to like 3 a.m. playing against Oklahoma State. We're just like, what the heck is going on? This is insane. <laughs> You're having these out-of-body experiences. Yeah, literally. It was just it was like a fever dream, honestly. And then you look back and you're like, wow, we were actually there. That's insane. Competing for a national championship, which, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more. But So now that you've had that feeling, it's almost like it's the feeling that drives you to want it again. You know, I know like once you, it's like you get that bug of what it feels like, 
the glimpse of what it is to be at OKC. And it's like, now you just want to work everything to make it there again. Is that kind of how your team feels? And like, what are the things you feel like you guys need to do to make it back to OKC? Yeah, definitely something that motivates us. I know, like at the beginning of the year, we talk about all the different stepping stones we need to get to where we want to go. So it's like winning 40 plus games, winning regular season, you know, but yeah, it definitely motivates us. I think Honestly, if we play Florida State softball and we're in it and we compete, run the bases, pitch, defense, everything, I think that's what it's going to have to take. So, And it really does take everyone. And you never know who's going to show up and who's going to have the game-winning hit or the strikeout. It could be anybody. And that's what's so special about this team is like anyone can get the job done and you never know who it's going to be. So I'm excited to see how that plays out. And you guys have been winning championships throughout the season, you know, I mentioned kind of in the beginning, ACC, you know, regular season champion, and then to win the tournament. And that is, you know, something we did this season for the first time since 2008 as a program. And it's just, I'm sure you can relate to this. It's two completely different ways to win. It's like, you know, you look at the season, that's like the duration where you're just trying to be the most consistent team. But then the tournament, it's like, that is just a one game, single limb, winner takes all. It's such a crazy different feel where all of a sudden, you know, you're not in series every weekend, but your game's on the line every single game. And to win both of them, like I just commend you guys as a program because it is two completely different challenges. It is. And I know Coach, uh, we talked about it. I mean, we haven't won the regular season since I've been here. And I know that is something we really wanted this year because that just shows, like you said, how consistent you are as a team. and. Yeah, I mean, we have played at some really tough places this year. Like, I think four out of the five top teams in the ACC, we played on the road, which is crazy to even think about. But that is something we really wanted. And obviously, the ACC tournament is tough, too. But yeah, we were super excited about the regular season. I mean, playing in those atmospheres, you already said it. Like, we played at Clemson this year, and that was crazy in its own right. (laughs) You know, but to play in, like, four or three, four other huge stadiums. Like, how were you guys able to kind of navigate those fan bases and really just like focus on each other and not the surrounding environment you were in? Yeah, I think when we played at Virginia Tech or Clemson, those those fan bases were crazy. But just staying within ourselves and knowing that we do a lot, like having eye contact with each other, eyeing each other up is really big for us. And just staying within ourselves, I think that's the biggest thing. It's so easy to get caught up in the game or trying you know the fans saying stuff to you but it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks only what we think so I think just staying within ourselves and just regrouping and all taking like deep breaths yeah I think that's been the biggest thing for us playing in those atmospheres I think that will serve you so well too you know obviously you make it to OKC it's like you've been in some of the craziest environments and all of a sudden it's like you talk about that eye contact because you get to OKC and it's like you're looking at the person next to you and their mouth is moving, but you're like, I don't know what you're saying right now. Like, I cannot hear you. So those lessons are definitely huge and they're going to serve you guys so well moving forward. <laughs> yeah, I hope so for sure. Yeah, I think that's been the biggest thing this year. We played a lot of road trips and I think our coaches designed it that way just so we could get that experience for when we play in some of those tough environments, either in regionals, supers or at OKC. So yeah. Lastly, there's one thing I really wanted to specifically talk about you on this podcast is we have both have been committed to our programs since we were younger. And obviously that rule has since now changed 
probably for the best. You know, we're not making decisions when we're eighth graders. But, you know, I know it's rare to commit early and then to really stick with that program really throughout your entire college career. And there's something special for one, playing for coaches who recruited you when you were so much younger. And you're like, you have watched me grown from a girl to basically a woman. And you've been with me every step of the way. Like, how special is it for you every weekend to be able to put on that jersey that you committed to when you were so young? Yeah, it's super special. I mean, I've always been a Florida State fan. I think I went to my first camp when I was in seventh grade and not even the intention of going there, but like just because I love softball, I have family down the road. So I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to go to Florida State camp. And to actually commit here and get to play here has been so special. I know my dad always grew up a Florida State fan too. So it's a special moment between us just getting to play at Florida State and then obviously for an amazing coaching staff. I mean, coach has been amazing. I know she was a big part and she helped me throughout my recovery and she was there for me so it's special and it really is a family environment which is awesome and it's nice knowing that when you committed here like it was everything you thought it would be and more so I think that's awesome and I just love Florida State so much I can see it it has always rained so true for you and that's what I love is like seeing players play for their team that they've been loyal to for so many years obviously there's so many other situations when people have to leave and for their own well-being and for the team's well-being like there's so many of those case scenarios but to have it work out where you're able to be in the same program that you committed to is it's just a special feeling and one where you've been a part of the program for so long and you know when you step off you're going to continue to be a part of that program for so long so i'm just excited to see the rest of the season play out for you guys you guys are on such a great streak and run through and i really believe it's going to be a special ending for you all Thank you so much. And you guys too. You guys are killing it. I can't wait to watch your Super Regional and hopefully get to see you in OKC. That would be awesome. Yes, <laughs> that is the goal. Thank you. I should apologize. I should have started off apologizing for both of our voices at the beginning of this because <laughs> we were talking, we're like, we've been yelling all weekend long, but it's <laughs> May and June are truly the best times ever to not only watch softball, but to be playing softball. And it is something that I know we both are so incredibly grateful for. Yeah, so thankful. <laughs> so excited for this weekend. So many great memories to come. So <laughs> oh, so many more throughout this season and your entire career. Hallie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure to be able to have you on after playing with you growing up and now being able to watch you achieve all of your dreams at Florida State. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you. <laughs> but you don't love me In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network.